Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. celebrity gossip enthusiast. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned in to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show we break down all of the hottest, the weirdest, the most fun, pretty much anything we think is ridiculous and you need to know in your normal life. And we break it all down for you, give you exclusive info. You know the deal. Well, we are joined today by international jet setter Gwen Flamberg. <laughs> Guys, I'm coming to you live from Ibiza. That's how the locals say it. That's right, Ibiza. Hello, or hola, as the locals say. Oh, hello, Gwen. Hola, if you will. And we have international bridesmaid for hire, Sarah Huron. I would love to be an international bridesmaid. I've only ever been one in the U.S., but if anyone wants me to be in their wedding overseas, like, sign me up. Well, Gwen can uh, put out some feelers for Abita for you to see if you can do get international into your head there. Thank you. Well, we have so much news. We got to go to taking the court. We have a new Meghan Markle interview. We have, I mean, Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, Shia LaBeouf, Florence Pugh. I mean, all wrapped up in the scandal that I cannot wait to talk about because it is messy. It is convoluted. But we're going to give you everything we know on it. But first, let us talk about our woes of the week. The story that just made both of our hosts grab their proverbial pearls or as Gwen would say, pearls last because she's in Spain. Um, Gwen, what made you grab your perlas? Guys, you know, there's an international film festival going on, so you know that I need smelling salts because the red carpet is too fabulous for uh, words. I mean, really, but I'm going to try to use my words. If I knew how to say words in Spanish, I would throw that in right now. Palabras. Thank you. Thanks so much, Chav. You are so good. Um, so the Venice Film Festival is happening, and it has brought the A-list of the A-list dead over Julianne Moore in kinds of like a very sort of like a fresh modern take on a naked dress. Yeah. Catherine Deneuve was there, the legend French film actress um, in a black long sleeve slit up the front gown. I mean, she's like got to be close to 80. Absolutely incredible. And of course, Kate Blanchett, who kills every red carpet in like a jumpsuit number. And I'm sure she was marrying Armani. She is an Armani spokesperson and Armani is one of the main sponsors of the Venice Film Festival. So guys, I mean, 
the fashion is over the top. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of like really interesting drama amongst the A-list during the festival. So, you know, check it all out on usmagazine.com. And if you want to see every single dress on the Venice Film Festival red carpet, you know what to do. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and you can see them there. Yeah, go whoa. I feel like Khan <laughs> usually has like the more notable red carpets, but from what I've seen coming out of Italy, it is really coming for that number one spot this year. Yes, Venice really vies with Khan uh, in terms of like high, high, high red carpet. You see all the celebrities making their really dramatic entrances to the red carpet like on their vaporetto boats you know like yeah. remember years ago i believe it was 2018 when lady gaga was there to open the film festival the star is born so are you pink feathered number you know very dramatic so like it's just just you know check it out guys there's going to be a lot of fabulous fashion and i'm sure also celebrity and entertainment news we love to see it sarah Huron, what made you go well this week Honestly, so many things. I feel like the news has just been so fun lately and kind of dark. But, um, the first thing that made me go, well, was if you haven't watched Selling the OC, it's the greatest show that has ever existed. Um, it's yeah. way better than Selling Sunset. The people are like still thirsty and fake, but in a way that I believe it a little more. And one, Brittany Snow, the actress's husband is on it. And all of the women are openly like flirting with him and trying to hook up with him, despite the fact that he's married to not only Mary, but also Mary's like a public figure. Yeah. Um, and he navigates it questionably, like to give him like to try to be nice. Um, so that whole show made me go, whoa. And I'm just like actively checking to see if Brittany and Tyler are still going strong. Not that I'm rooting for a divorce, but like if I watched this show, I'd be like WTF. <laughs> but my other whoa, I don't know if you've watched Selling the OC yet, but you got to. The Alexanders are the best. But I will. My other woe is Kelsey Ballerini and Morgan Evans calling it quits after five years, five years of marriage. I'm a big country, country music girly for like the for the female country music. I'm into it. Um, and I've been saying for years that I thought Kelsey Ballerini and Morgan Evans were going to break up because they're very like infrequently on their each other's like social media and stuff. She's always by herself at every event, too. Yes. And she the ring is on and off. So like, this isn't a shock. But the shocking part, the woe part was his statement because she tried to get ahead of it. Clearly the divorce documents were going to be public. She did like the lengthy thing. Like it's not ideal, but I always cherish yada, yada, yada. But he pretty much confirmed, which he's almost like 10 years older than her. He's not as successful yeah. as her. feels like there's something there. Um, and he posted simply, I am very sad to confirm that after almost five years of marriage, Kelsey and I are parting ways. I wish you were otherwise, but sadly it is not. <laughs> Wow. I feel like that was a little bit of there's a reason why I left the relationship energy. Like he's mad that she filed for divorce. Absolutely. And her. That was my bad. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Pick up what you said. Um, it is very like the onus is on her. I wish we could have worked this out. A, sh a shady, passive aggressive statement that we've seen from celebrities. And they're so meticulous with their words. So if something sounds a little shady, it's a thousand times more shady. They wanted to make it a thousand times more shady. So there's definitely some smoke and maybe some salmon here. Mm hmm. Smoke well, and salmon. Smoke what made you and go, well, Trav? 
Well, let's grab a bagel for that smoke and salmon next one. Well, my woe wasn't exactly a woe. It was a whoa, because it has to do with Cher. Um, the, you know, she's really sort of the goddess of pop at this point, what, six decades in the game. Um, and on Twitter, a fan compared her to Dua Lipa, Dula Peep, if you're nasty, in a tweet on Tuesday saying, Dua Lipa, the Cher of our generation. Uh, Cher uh, did not seem to agree and responded to the tweet and she says how many years are in a generation thinking face um and i just thought that was so funny um because dua lipa and Cher do have so many parallels uh dua lipa wore that skimpy uh butterfly versace versace dress to the 2021 grammys um that was just like one that Cher had worn to uh the 1974 grammys she also channeled her in a 2018 performance wearing Cher's actual bob mackie dress adorned with feathers uh, that she wore to the 1974 Met Gala. So really interesting that Dua Lipa's wearing all of these 1974 exclusively share looks. And I just thought, I just wanted to go, whoa, because you know it was- what I think? I think that perhaps there's a biopic in the works. Oh. But whether there is or whether there isn't, it's like, take that, Kim Kardashian. You might want to look like Marilyn Monroe, but Dua Lipa is killing it channeling Cher. I feel like Kim Kardashian has also dressed up as Cher before. She has. she has a lot, but kind of like not as not as precisely. Like she does the Cher hair. She kind of takes inspiration from her looks. But Dua Lipa is actually wearing the archival pieces. Like it's right. pretty spectacular. And Kim Kardashian, even when she looks like Cher, I feel like it's like a Naomi Campbell reference. It's sometimes it's Cher. She dressed up as her for, wasn't it her that dressed up as Cher? And then whoever she was dating at the time was Sunny at the time. Was it Kanye? One of the dashes did that. But I feel like she's like Naomi one. Um, But I would be here for Dula Peep doing the Cher biopic. We need a Madonna's got one. Let's get Cher one. Well, let us dive into the biggest drama of the week. It is our cover story this week. I feel like I have been only dealing with a story and it just gets wilder and wilder every day. I mean, who is even the face of the story? It involves Harry, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, and it's all, all about the movie Don't Worry, Darling. And darling, they should really worry because lots of stuff is going down to these darlings. Sarah Huron, there is a lot to unpack here. Why don't you tell us a little story about Don't Worry, Darling? I will try. I feel like there's so much, like you said, so feel free to chime in and whatever. But as we know, this movie where Olivia Wilde met Harry Styles and fell in love with him, she's directing the movie and... Started off as an affair, allegedly. Yes, allegedly, allegedly. But But originally, Shia LaBeouf was attached to star with Florence Pugh in this psychological thriller. It's like this Stepford Wives abusive sex drive thriller like it's supposed to be some wild movie and Shia LaBeouf who has been accused of being a manipulative abusive human was cast to be in this movie uh, opposite Florence Pugh now when he originally was let go from the project it was kind of portrayed as Olivia you know letting him go because of these allegations that F F FKA Twigs. <laughs> FKA Twigs. Got like, it. I just got all like dyslexia in my head about it. Um, <laughs> made against Shia. And there was just like all this stuff that happened before Harry Styles was even involved with the movie. Well, yeah. Well, she uh, first of all accused him as like driving so fast that they were going to crash to threaten her life. FKA beating with her, Shia. 
Yeah, okay, yes. with Shia beating her up at a gas station right after that ride. And her and another woman accused him of not telling them that he had an STD and having sex with them, which is a form of details. So, I mean, it just, it's really bad what Shia had done right. at the point. It's so not wild like that he even got the role to begin push. with is right. one argument. Wild he even got the role to begin with. I don't but even he- know how he can be insured on a movie set. After all of the past things, you know, Smart, stuff that he's yeah. Good question. Yeah. But yeah. then he gets fired or let go from the project and they hire Harry Styles. And so begins this great Olivia Harry love affair. And now, sorry this- to cut you off one more time. They hire Harry Styles, who has been in Dunkirk for 10 minutes yes. and one Who's episode of iCarly. And where he spoke one second and one episode of iCarly. And that is his resume for acting. And now he is starring in this Oscar buzz before it's even made leading man role. I mean, casting couch certified. Sorry, continue. Well, he's sleeping with the director and he had had one movie role and now he's the star. It's very clear that he only got this role because he was, you know, in a relationship with Olivia Wilde. Allegedly. (laughs) Okay. Allegedly. But moving on, moving forward into the story. If he was a woman, it would be no, no, not even, we would be if she had done one iCarly episode. I thought that. Great episode with One Direction though. I thought that they actually started their little romance on set. Like she didn't hire him. It's like he was hired to the role. Um, You know, I I believe that I did read that there was in the in the reading, there was like a lot of chemistry between he and Florence Pugh. And then whilst they were filming, you know, it was a showmance. Like it was an on set situation that the director, who is the boss, started yeah. seeing him. I think that that's really where the drama kind of rolled in. Okay. That made yeah. everybody else on set just a wee bit uncomfortable. Right. But, you know, I'm a, a Harry, self-admitted, maybe the oldest living Harry <laughs> in America. Uh, but I would have fallen for him too. But it that's, keeps going because in some... It's worse. There's so many different layers to this feud because bring that up, people were uncomfortable on the set and Florence Pugh has pretty... Vote like obviously not been promoting this film, which we've talked about on the show before. Oh, yeah, there's some rumors that there was like a pay, di- pay disparity, which discrepancy, which is people are saying, oh, again, Harry was in one episode of iCarly and Five Seconds of Dunkirk, and he was either like paid more than Florence or the same, and she's like the star yep. of the movie, and yep, that is like same. a big red yep. flag. But then it all comes back to Shia. Because Olivia does that big <laughs> variety cover story that we talked about last week. She's so golden. She's Harry so Styles golden. Too. She's so golden. We talked about that part last week. And Shia, Buff, Shia LaBeouf said, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm clapping back. And he released emails and videos of Olivia wanting him on the movie, talking da- talking down about Florence Pugh, Miss Flo, yeah. okay? Yeah. And kind of being like, you, you begged me to stay on this film and I quit. Granted, I don't think we should all be like, go Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Like, he's definitely a bad person. But Olivia Wilde, was she using this to make herself look like some badass feminist director? Kind of seems like it. Absolutely. I think so. I do right. think so. And I well, also she- think, well, with this feud with Florence, I'm just backtracking a little bit. Florence Pugh was linked for a very long time to Zach Braff, a comedic actor who I am fairly certain is very close friends with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, all the they East Coast be. comedy dudes, they're all friends. They all hang out together. So I have a feeling that Florence had a real solid personal relationship with Jason Sudeikis. 
and felt even more uncomfortable that this stuff was happening on set. Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde we're still married. It is, you know, up in engaged. the engaged really knows well, whatever. together with forever. Yeah. Together yeah. with two kids. And, you know, there there is some reporting that they they were sort of separated at the time and their relationship was kind of on a break or something. But I mean, still a very, very sticky situation to be in and highly unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, that, and I think that was highly unprofessional. And then when Shia released these text messages that he had screenshots, again, like you said, calling her like Miss Flo, she's going to fall in line, sort of. If you watch the video, it's very Olivia being like, oh, she'll fall in line with you, noted abuser Shia LaBeouf. Shia, like, Shia. Like, Shia, Shia. So, oh. Yeah. And, yeah. Her sing songy, she said, Shia, Shia, it's gross. And then in this, she's so golden. Olivia took the stance. Oh, I support women. I did not want Florence to feel Lady Flo uncomfortable in this. And then Shia's like, it's the complete opposite of that. Right. And Olivia hasn't responded. We've heard nothing from sources close to her. And, you know, that's a really big problem that she completely tried to make herself out seem like the hero and that she put Florence in this completely uncomfortable situation where she was like, please pretend you're in love with this guy who just beat and possibly infected his girlfriend with an STD that he didn't tell her he had. And, and now your replacement I'm going to be hooking up with. So <laughs> while I'm directing you, you have to have these graphic sex scenes with him while the, his real life partner is directing you like justice yeah. for Florence Pugh. Seriously. I always wanted to see this oh, movie. I just like the movies and I like Harry styles and like sounds great but like i'm very curious to see if this is going to help or hurt don't worry darling in the box office like if everyone's talking about it so are people going to see it it doesn't come out for another yes. couple weeks or are people going to be like oh that's the movie with like all the drama but like i don't actually care there's no I'm such thing as prad press here i think exactly. everybody's going to see it I'm gonna and it's also it. the movie set where those two met and harry has a big enough fan base that i just think that this mishigas this salmon is yeah. going to bring the bagels to the yard. I don't know why I used a bunch of metaphors there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I like all the Yiddish thrown in there. Whether it makes sense or not, I don't care. Um, I think the fun thing about this story is for Harry fans is that he sort of comes out looking like a great guy. You know, Harry was just living his life, fell in love with somebody, didn't know about any of this. And it's really nice that um, Harry can stay golden throughout all of this, even though he's yes. so connected. To Honestly, Olivia. I ship Harry and Florence Pugh. I think you leave Olivia out to dry <laughs> and you, you two run off together and get the last laugh. Oh my God. Well, there is bound to be more coming out from this. We are working every day to try to get more information on this. Just personally, I'm excited and want to know what is going on. Um, so it's going to happen. Well, let's move on to another A-lister. None of us saw this coming. I'm being completely facetious and sarcastic here. Leonardo DiCaprio and Camila Monroe. Marone. 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 Camila Monroe have broken Marone. up. <laughs> Well, we don't need to know anymore. And she, they have, we have, they have broken up because uh, she has hit the 25 benchmark. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. But if you look at all of his girlfriends, he's 
broken up with them right before they hit 25. Um, Leo has been seen at uh, a club in New York every single night since they've broken up. He was at the Ned last night. Um, he was at like all the one Oki sort of like bottles and models places until like 3, 4 a.m. Classic Leo back on his bullshit and partying with, you know, a bunch of models. And I have borne witness to Leonardo DiCaprio in a nightclub at 3 a.m. with all of these models. And it was like a Bachelor episode, but like in a dark club basement while he was smoking a vape with a cap on and a model would sit next to him and then maybe like seven minutes later would move and another model would go. And it was really like a fast casting process. What is weird. the rose in this situation? Is it like a vodka it's the vape. soda? It's a vape. A vodka yeah. soda. It's a vape. <laughs> they get a vodka soda if they're supposed to stay. Yeah, because it's yes, the same time they do. The drink. Drink, you know, or like tequila on the rocks or vodka soda. Maybe it's a vodka soda if they have to leave and a splash of cranberry if they get to make it to the next round. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's your drink regardless if there's a cranberry. But That's so, so he's back on doing that. And we had a source um, close to the situation close, close to the situation tell us um, that Leo and Camila just weren't having fun anymore. Leo does this. He goes through women, and after the honeymoon phase is over, he bails. It's sad for everyone involved. Now, there were rumors that he had his sights set on Gigi Hadid, but a source close to the situation tells us that Leo did have his sights set on Gigi, but she did not have his sights set on him. She doesn't want to be romantic with Leo right now, so Leo might have wants for Gigi, but Gigi has no wants for Leo, probably because she has seen him go through all these models in real time including her bff blake lively including her bff blake lively you know he was name checked in the man by taylor swift who Gigi is also really close with so i think that i can definitely see taylor telling Gigi to back off you don't want to do with this but guys i don't know how to feel about this i want him to live his life i want him to be happy but it also is like gross and sad what he's totally. doing to himself and these young women well here's the thing Gigi is totally his type they all look the same however yeah. getting pretty close to 25 how old is Gigi? 24 or 25 i think she's 23 going on 24 Gigi right, Hadid? So, you know yeah Getting close there. Really? Getting really close. I think she's like 25, 24, 25. Let's look it up, guys. Let's just. Oh my God, she's 27. Yeah, she's older. She's like my. She's a little too old for him, and she has a baby, but she is totally his type. I could see it being like a conquest for him. But here's what I think that Leo should do now that he's single I think he should spend a little bit of time with Emily Ratajkowski. That's what I think. Even though she's far too mature for him, I can see that too for a little bit. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, the, the pussy posse is back, rides again. It is. The pussy posse is on they the call crowd. Toby McGuire. Yeah, Get him on the corner. He's single, isn't he? Probably. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know, but they're going to be at every fashion week all over the world in every club till 4 a.m. just auditioning models. Yeah. I wish I knew what he was looking for. Well, good luck, Leo. Um, hope you find what you're looking for and Gigi Hadid stay away. Well, let's go to Meghan Markle because she is on a PR campaign blitz, everybody. I feel as though my desperate pleas have been answered and the Duchess is actually using her platform to talk about things. And we're actually getting content from Meghan Markle versus just knowing that she's locked away in her Montecito home. 
She did a cover story with the cut for their September issue, and she spoke about how things are with the royal family. She also revealed that she's reconsidering joining Instagram. Hey, the tag. Please do. Please join Instagram, Megan. She needs to. And I think I think she's going to. I think think we're seeing a lot of PR campaigns that we didn't have before. This is social media strategy. And I'm I just know that Instagram is part of this. And why wouldn't she join her podcast with Serena Williams was number one on the Spotify charts. Um, and, you know, this cut article had a lot of her or because of Serena, the greatest of all time. I think it might have been a little bit of a mix. Anyway, A little bit of a mix. And I think it was really just like the gestation period of the Spotify playlist. So we're like, what have you been cooking up for the past? It seems 27 years. A Gigi Hadid. I feel like we've been waiting since this was signed. So it happened. Well, she she said a lot of things in this interview that were notable. Uh, The joining Instagram was easy. But she was talking about how uh, she and Harry had both lost their families in this process of leaving the royal family, that she lost her dad. And she was saying, I don't want Harry to lose his. There's a little bit of confusion. Her the rep best to, like, part about this that. whole thing was the fact that like the quote that went viral was like her saying, quote, like Harry said, like whatever. It was very much implied in the story that yeah. Harry said, like, I lost my dad, too, the way she said it. But then right. because that's the quote that went viral, like then we needed a PR representative to tell us that we actually all read it wrong and Megan was saying that she lost her dad but Harry didn't yet but like TBD like it might be happening like it was the like needing clarification on your cover story is like the most ridiculous thing on the planet in my opinion but this writer was kind of savage like the cut if you read the whole cut story just the Megan part every time she compared her to a bachelor producer I was like this girl's speaking my language and she was like Megan you could just tell like that was like the strategy whatever and she wasn't saying it in a critique necessarily necessarily just as a fact and that's how i feel like people accuse me of hating megan markle and stuff all the time i don't i just like call it like it is and i think that there's a lot of things going on in that brain and a lot of very specific words being used and calculated things and you know what i think a lot of celebrities do that and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but like going up against the royal family is a big deal and i'm not saying she's wrong i'm just saying call it like it is like this is very strategic this rollout is strategic and bachelor producer was the perfect way to do it (laughs) the bachelor producers aren't actively trying to you know they want a love story sure but they want a lot of other things too and that's what Meghan markle wants that i love when she said bachelor producer i love when she was like oh please record these sounds that i'm making <laughs> it it was just sort of like i don't know i really hate to talk so much crap about it because i've been begging her for any type of content and now i'm feeling like she's screwed if she does screwed if she doesn't yeah but i i, I didn't see i didn't read anything in that article that made me be like oh you know what megan's just a regular girl like us or even if she's not you know she's she's having fun and i but i want to support her it just felt like i was being pitched this storyline that i didn't want from someone who just wants to seem like the victim and cool hero at the same time mm-hmm. did you Brandon, read the whole you article when it was oh, i mean the pictures the are thing. gorgeous <laughs> yeah she looked really beautiful she is a beautiful girl Um, I appreciate her wanting to carve out this new path that's her own. I go back to what has always been a thorn in my side with Meghan Markle, which is that she claims she wants privacy, but here we are again, where she's just like laying it all on the line in a magazine interview, knowing it's going to be out there for all the world to see, including Queen Elizabeth and 
you know, everybody else. And, you know, it's just to me, it's 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 there's always this fine line of hypocrisy, of thirst. You know, yes, believe me, she's going to be back on Instagram before you know it. I think this girl wishes she could have been on Instagram when she had that wedding. Well, she you know, definitely she was wants- like, that was a huge part of it was like not getting to control their account. And then yep. the other thing she said that the hypocrite, you're so right with the hypocrisy. And I know this is like, this is like, I feel horrible because I feel like I always say bad things about her, but whatever. At this point, who cares? Um, she <laughs> said, hey, I really like her too, but I right. also get really annoyed with something. Right. Like if you don't want to nitpick, but then you're in this article and she makes comments like, they, the, the reporter asked about the Netflix show and she's like, oh, I don't even know what's out there. I'll tell you this. Is that out there yet? And it's like, oh, you don't know what's out there. But then the second this cover story gets attention, we're releasing PR clarifications. But I thought you didn't know what was out there, Megan. I thought you weren't reading it. Like, just be honest. You know what's out there. Yeah, she said, I don't read any press about myself way. She doth protested way too many times. And if you don't read, like, let's say she's not picking up Us Weekly every week. Fine. But like rude. First of all, you're missing out on a lot of great content. But I I refuse to believe that she doesn't read anything about herself in the public eye. I care. All of it. Her whole narrative is like clapping back at this stuff, but she doesn't read it. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's strange. Well, there's I'm just glad we're getting more podcasts so she can sort of draw attention to important issues. We can learn a little bit more about who she is versus all these parts. The only parts that we know are bad. It's sort of the I don't read anything about myself, but I want to control my own image. I'm going to give you nothing and everything. So I'm hoping that with this slew of new Megan, that we're going to hopefully find something we like in her soon i gotta yeah. listen to the mariah carey episode i haven't listened yeah to yeah it's cute they talked about their hair it's tough for biracial women to get people to know how to do textured hair because they can't go to traditionally black salons they can't go to traditionally white salons it's it's a rough set i thought it would actually be more interesting like i haven't listened to it yet either guys because i've been away but as soon as i get back i'm i intend to I think it'll be really interesting to hear Mariah talk about growing up biracial because she hasn't really talked out um, much with that. So I think that um, that'll be really interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see, you know, that Megan's going to get, Amazing guests on this podcast. Everybody's going to want to listen to it. Queen Elizabeth. She is very smart. This is where I'm torn, you know, because she is very smart. She is very insightful. She is a born storyteller, which is why she has success with her blog, The Tig. Totally. You know, so it's she's smart and she's a storyteller. So all this is going to be really interesting. The thing that just bugs me is that I wish that she could move on from the split with the royal family. I wish she could move on from it. Yeah, it's also on us because we're going to ask her, bring it up all the time. But and Harry's book hasn't even come out yet, so it's not like it's going to be done. Mm, true. We still yeah, have a whole the Harry book. book is going to make things worse. Better for it us, is. but worse for them. Well, let's let's move on to the goat, Serena Williams, because I mean, it has there ever been a more beautiful or inspiring moment in tennis? No, there has not. Serena Williams is currently at the U.S. Open, just killing it, and there are so many celebrities who are there just to see her. You can tell all the celebrities are so excited when she shows up. Tiger Woods, Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, twenty seven. <laughs> Good to remember Spike Lee, Zendaya, Jared Leto. LeBron James was cheering on from his couch doing, you know, a video for her. 
And my favorite part is that Olympia, her daughter, was there in the white beads that Serena wore to her first U.S. Open, which were so iconic at the time. And Serena moved from her white beads to now having diamonds in her hair. It is just so amazing from white beads to diamonds. Her daughter looks like her. I mean, I'm like literally getting choked up. Yeah, Serena has a jewelry brand, so she was wearing diamonds by her jewelry brand, and she was also wearing, I mean, you guys, did you see that entrance that she made? Yes. She came in her first match. She just rolled right in wearing a bedazzled, I mean, Travis, this was for you. Uh, it was a beautiful. A bedazzled crop jacket, an adorable little tennis dress that had a removable rhinestone encrusted train it was all designed by nike and she is on contract with nike but the lead designer for nike said that like to design this look for serena that was history making the first last match you know like this was the, the first game of her last u.s open which is the last set of matches serena's gonna play like she could not believe that she had to design this look that was going to be so iconic. It was just an incredible moment for everyone at Nike. She also was wearing, um, her shoes were amazing, Nike Court Flare 2 sneakers. Awesome. But she had shoelace tags made by her jewelry brand. One said Queen and one said Mama. I mean, if that's not the greatest of all time, I don't know what is, guys. It's so cool. She's 40 years old. It is. She's playing better than ever. It's just it's just really a great time for her. I love slash love it. Little tennis (laughs) reference there. That's the sportiest you'll get out of us. Tennis is Um, probably the sport I know the least about in the entire universe, to be honest. But like, I know she's a great spectator sport, Sarah. And there are amazing cocktails at the US. I know there are amazing cocktails, but. Honey I know the, the, what's it called? A honey deuce. It's called a honey deuce. It is a yeah. vodka cocktail and it has three little melon balls on top. And it's oh, so honey. cute. And I'm loving seeing everyone on Instagram, but I don't think I could go because it's too far away. One, I don't really want to check there, but also tennis, you say it's a spectator sport, but aren't you, don't you have to be kind of quiet? Yeah. Well, only when they're playing. Right. Like, I don't. There's all sorts of other things that you can do. I was a ball girl as a kid, you know, oh, I grew up in Forest Hills, guys, where the U.S. Open was played before it was played in Flushing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's like the sport I know the least about. But the only thing I do know is that Serena Williams is the best one to ever play it. So hats she off. Is. Well, the VMAs were last week and they were a little boring. I just wasn't excited them leading up to them. I wasn't really excited about the show. The only piece of news that came out of here was uh, Young Gravy bringing Addison Ray's mom as his date. And if that's the biggest news coming out of the VMA that I remember, that's not a good show. Sarah, could you give us like two sentences about why Young Gravy and Addison Ray's mom is anything? I mean, I know her former husband, soon to be former husband, is like a total dog cheating on her but young gravy who is this man okay well real quick addison ray one of the most famous people on tiktok you're charlie d'amelio of it all she her parents over the summer have caused some you know disruption as monty lopez her dad was caught cheating on her mom with like 23 year olds that kind of look like addison ray that are also tiktok girls like so gross so gross so gross he she also has two younger brothers who like are like pretty young so they're in like school and normal kids that are now navigating this so that's unfortunate monty um so monty cheated on sherry nicole they're in the middle of a divorce he challenged young gravy 
Gravy to a boxing match because Young Gravy called Sherry Nicole one of the greatest MILFs of all time. That <laughs> resulted in um, Young Gravy bringing Sherry Nicole to the VMAs and making out on the red carpet. And then Monty Lopez pretending he didn't care on TikTok flexing. Um, and Young Gravy, if you don't know him, he's a rapper. If you're ever on TikTok, you probably have heard Damn Gravy, You're So Vicious or whatever that song is. Oh, I Teddy. have. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's like 26. <laughs> Sherry Nicole's like 43. This is obviously like for headlines. It just seems like Addison and her little brothers are the victims here. And these parents need to maybe get in line and stay mm. home and get it's off TikTok, not, Monty. It's not all gravy. No. And yeah, Monty, this is all your fault. Well, Sarah, round us out because I really want to know what is happening. What did she know? The pretty mess, Erica Jane, Tom, there is she... So Real Housewives this season, Erica was telling all of the other castmates, she's like, you know, they have let me off the hook in court. It's been proven that I didn't know anything. I didn't steal all this money. Tom didn't give me that $20 million. I didn't know. And everyone's like, where is this? I haven't read this anywhere. What court documents is this? And they're right. This hasn't been proven in any court documents that she is acquitted of all of these crimes. But it seems like she got a little win this week. She did. There's always a lot happening with Erica and the fact they were coming on two years of this. November 2020 will be when wow. all of this started blowing up. So that's crazy because we're obviously in September 2022. Um, and it's still very much going on. There's a lot of different class action lawsuits and things opening up. But Erica did get a win because she got two wins, actually. Um, one of the wins was a case that wasn't specifically like all the money that was stolen, which is where I think people are, are getting confused. But this was a victory in which she, there was a $5 million fraud lawsuit filed yeah. by two of Tom's former coworkers, fellow attorneys at Girardi Keys, And they claimed that Erica knew. And a judge found that there was no evidence that Erica participated in any wrongdoing. Um, so they, while she was sued for aiding and abetting Tom's crimes, in this particular lawsuit, the judge said that we don't feel that that is true. So that is a big win. Also, this they week, said she didn't know. They and said the judge she didn't was know. Lisa Rinna. Yeah, the yeah. judges, the judges, Andy Cohen. No, the judge said she didn't know. But this is one of many filings and suits right. and cases. And just because she didn't know, does that mean that seventy five thousand dollars pair of earrings are hers because they were spent with victims money? No, like they, you still have to give the, vic the money back, the earrings back in theory. So there's still so much red tape to get through. But another win that I thought was interesting was the L.A. Times, who Erica has kind of been clapping back at mm. this whole time because the L.A. Yeah. Times has become like a storyline on the show. Like I read the yeah. L.A. Times article i this 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 they did a story this week about how the woman who had the affair with tom this other judge who recently retired yeah. had an affair with tom and we knew that because she kind of blew up his spot two years ago when they got the divorced, older woman the older woman yes yeah. justice trisha a bigelow oh, um nice. she Bigelow the gigolo. There, there are court documents that have surfaced that prove that Tom wired her um, $300,000 for a beach house condo with funds directly from Girardi Keese intended for very specific victims. So victim settlement funds. And Erica reposted and said, wow, this one shocked me. I knew about the jewelry and the Botox, but I didn't know about the beach house. I thought she also got lipo. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, so it's interesting because it's a big I price discrepancy. Botox is like a dinner. All right. Well, like definitely he spent a lot of money on this mistress and the but the mistress in her whatever has given it back. Like she's turned over anything that they have found with no fight. Whereas Erica is still fighting over what's hers and what's rightfully hers because she's claiming she didn't know. Even if she didn't know, which I'm more inclined to believe now as the time has gone on, you're still like now. 
living off of innocent people's money and you should right. be doing everything you can to make that right just because you should have a soul like justice bigelow is and is like handing over the money and it's like i didn't know that th- i thought i knew i was having an affair but i didn't know this esteemed lawyer was stealing money from his clients and he got me a present that's not illegal until it is and now it is you know what i mean so that's the difference and erica like just hand it over Hand it over. Yeah. Give them the earrings. It's theirs. Even though you didn't know, you can't keep that cash. These are widows and orphans and people. There's so many like burn victims and people in wheelchairs. It is. They deserve those diamonds more than you do, Erica. Yeah. Um, wow. What a day, guys. Well, yes. that is all of the news we have today. Didn't we give you enough? It was really was a lot. I feel of like we got worked up. I don't want to get hate today, but whatever. It is what oh, it is. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we work in celebrity gossip and not in politics. It's just fun. We're just having a little laugh. Taking a piss, as they say in London or whatever, being cheeky. Well, thank you to Sarah and Gwen for completely ripping apart all of these celebrities in a very vicious way. I'm just kidding. Like, I just want to be a woman who supports other women, but this podcast won't let me. <laughs> we, yeah, we'll make sure to add in some supporting. Uh, support, uh, we'll do a supporting other women section on this podcast okay. just because I mean, sadly, the women we report on are doing some shady things. Don't do this episode, guys, but look at those amazing women at the Venice Film Festival like Kate Blanchett and Catherine Deneuve. We love them. They are great. They are great. And uh, I mean, Florence Pugh's coming out looking pretty good at this. Yeah, we stand her. her. And I'll see, don't worry, I'll see whatever movie she puts out and I'll support her. (laughs) Well, again, thank you to Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill all of this celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin of Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, and fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys... They're just like us. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, messy queens, just like us. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 